Today on Oxl FM, Gelada and I discuss our first experiences and thoughts with the new Google Stadia. Hello and welcome to the episode of Oxl FM. I'm Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we're touching today on the recent release and your current experiences with Google Stadia, mm. which is the new game service slash console slash current streaming gaming method that Google are trying to push as their main drive of, mm. into their forays to the gaming markets. Um, yep. We've touched on it a little basically in the past, like we've mentioned it when we've also talked about sort of like game streaming as a whole and the idea of moving away from like owning a game to more like a, a Netflix style of gaming. Mm. Um, yeah. But it's out properly, like it's been fully released um, yeah, and you had the opportunity to have your hands on with it and give it a go and see how it all goes. Um, yeah. So we were just going to touch on basically everything surrounding that. Hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, if you follow any of the gaming press and media at the moment, there's been a lot of coverage of Google Stadia. Most of it pretty negative, to be honest. Like, people really are not, people are really ragging on it quite a lot. Most of that has really been down to failed marketing, and we'll sort of come onto that uh, a little bit later on. So I pre-ordered the Founders Edition, which was essentially just a different coloured controller. Uh, and three months free of the pro offering. Now, before we get into that, just a quick question, because I'm not 100% sure myself. Am I right in thinking that the time being, the only way to get access to like the special like premium service is to have bought that Founders Edition? Uh, no. no. There's a, <laughs> there's, there's sort two, of, maybe. <laughs> sort of. What they did is, so Google Stadia itself is just a service. Right, like it's it's just a service that Google are offering and you can access it by going on the web, right? And you can just go on the web and you can buy a game and you can stream it through Stadia and no additional costs required. That doesn't exist yet. Like at the moment, you can't just go to stadia.google.com, buy a game and start playing it. Mm. That is where they want to get to, um, but that's not where it is right now. Mm. So for now, the only way to play Stadia is to have a subscription and the I think the only way to get a subscription is to buy the controller. And you could either do that through by pre-ordering the Founders Edition, which also came with a Chromecast Ultra uh, and three months of the of the Pro subscription. Uh, or now you can buy the Premier Edition, which is the controller. And I can't remember if that comes with a subscription or not built in with the with it Mm. um but yeah so at the moment like the the access to it is a little bit limited it's also limited to only certain countries and yeah it's 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 very much like it's it's quite early access to Mm. be honest it's it's launched but it's also not really soft launch it has soft launched and that is definitely one of the one of their failings in that they they google acted like it was a big launch and it's not it's a soft launch And yeah, so I picked it up really because I was interested in this technology. You know, we've talked about it a lot on Octal FM. So just uh, as a quick recap, do we want to maybe just explain to listeners that haven't listened to those episodes before or don't really know what Stadia is, what it is? Yeah, so it's not, first of all, it's not a console, right? Stadia is essentially a, a new 
platform for games. So alongside PC and Xbox and PS4, you've also got Stadia. And the way that it works is that it is a a game streaming platform. So a little bit like Netflix mm-hmm. <laughs> or or Amazon Prime Video. You don't own the the game, you don't own the console. Instead what you're doing is you're playing a game on a server in a Google data center and then that game the video the feed from that game is being streamed to you and then your controller actions are being streamed back to that server uh, somewhere in a data center hopefully close to you this is not a new concept uh, i think on live was probably mm. the the earliest one that people are very familiar with and very well that was like 10 years ago right yeah on live was a long time ago on live had you know it didn't didn't succeed i think it was very before its time but it did have some really interesting concepts which actually stadia doesn't have yet um around sort of persistent games and and sort of just the user interface and stuff like that but this is an extension of that it's not a new concept but it is new for google to be dropping into it yeah. and the other thing that is different is that as i say this potentially eventually you can play it just in a web browser, mm-hmm. right? You just open Chrome. You don't need to download anything. It's just, you can just run it in Chrome. But currently um, you need is, to have access to something. It's like a Google Chrome Ultra and, or a phone, No, you right? can actually play it. You can play it in a Chrome browser now. Okay. Um, that was how we did it at the LAN. You just need the pro, you need to have bought the right, controller I see. at so, the moment. Yeah, for the time being, you can't use, say, like, for example, a mouse and keyboard or a, like an Xbox controller to, to play through Again, Chrome. Again, you can use those but you have to have bought the controller. So you, you have to like ah, have... Okay. Does, does that make sense? Like yes. they, there's so a you, gateway into to, Stadia. To be able to access moment. it, the controller is the ticket. Exactly. Yeah, and the reason for the that controller. is... The reason for that is going to be scaling, right? Like that's going to put off loads of people just kicking the tires, which is going to cause them a problem from a scaling mm, point of view. Yes. So the the barrier to entry is you've got to drop, you know, whatever it is, 60, 70 quid on a controller in order to get in, which just keep, rather than just opening stadia.google.com and buying a game and starting to play which is where you want to they want to get to so yeah so it's a it's a streaming platform the other biggest streaming platform at the moment is xcloud which is still in like invite only alpha and it's microsoft's equivalent offering it's a little bit different in that they have there's more kind of free games in xcloud than there is in stadium we'll come on to that does Sony um, not have and- an equivalent yet I uh, I think like is it it's kind of PlayStation Now, isn't it? But mm. I don't know if that's still is that still a thing like, or did that? Well, I think they were using that so you could play like older PS3 games, weren't they? As opposed to like yeah. current modern games, right? I think yeah, I think it still exists, um, but I think that it's very limited technically compared to uh, Google Stadia. Google Stadia is probably the best one from a technical point of view. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so there's a couple of other offerings. It's definitely you know we've talked about it on the show. This is something that we at Octal FM are predicting as being a huge shift in in the gaming landscape. Uh, and Stadia is really like a very early sign of that, mm. but also a quite a, relatively speaking, a polished sign of it. So yeah, so I picked it up. The There's been a lot of real negative coverage of Stadia, um, because basically because they mucked up the launch. Mm. So they didn't get people's founders editions out to them quick enough, the whole point of it, the, the, what they advertised was they were like, if you pre-order Founders Edition, even if the controller comes late, we're going to send you the code so that you can 
access it because the whole point is you don't need the controller. Right. Right? That was what they were like. It's just a Chrome <laughs> browser, but they didn't get the codes out in time. Right. So actually people got the controller they and they still couldn't, couldn't even use the controller it, yeah. because they didn't have the code to like create an account. It's and surprising yeah, to they hear just, that sort of like logistical failing from a company the size of Google, right? Like you I'm think only, that they I'm would be slightly surprised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you think that it just put it back a little bit like they gone actually mm. we're not quite ready let's get more controls manufactured let's get the infrastructure set up to get things out to people you know yeah. give it like an extra couple of weeks like it's not like people were clamoring for it i feel like it's not like people were mm. like waiting for years for this to come out right so i think even if they had even if they had delayed it by a couple of weeks it would have still they would have still mucked it up right, because okay. it's just <laughs> the, the work done to get ready is just expanded to the time they had available right, to do okay, it. <laughs> like it would you know it would have always been down to the wire but i i want to look i really want to focus on on stadia away from some of the early problems mm-hmm. because that has really defined the discussion so far and i kind of want to look at it more from a an objective point of view of like what it is how it works does it work mm. and sort of what are the limitations right now and what and what do i imagine the future being because there's a there's a huge question mark over Stadia, which is, does Google actually keep it? Because Google are famous for ditching products, right? Like, that's their thing. Yeah. Like, Google, Google Plus is the biggest example. And Stadia may be no exception, and that would be a real shame. But it could, I imagine it could still really be on the cards. Do you um, think that this just, isn't worth the effort? Let's just leave it. Yeah. Give it a year, and then Google drops Stadia, and, they, and it goes away, which would be a shame and also kind of weird if you've bought games on it. One of the things that it isn't, that I think is important to clarify that is people have a little bit of confusion about at the moment is it's more like the subscription model and the purchasing model is more like PlayStation plus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like Xbox game pass in the, uh, that gives you access to quite a lot of games for free. And it's more like PlayStation plus in that you get like a couple of free games a month and they're yours you know, while you have a subscription uh, and you can buy games at a discount. So you do still need to buy games yeah. on Stadia. This is not the Netflix of of games that we want, right? Then we've talked about that on Octal FM. And if anything, xCloud is a lot closer yes, to yeah. that. Because Which you I think get has a confused lot a lot games. of people as well. Because I think the idea of having games online only is not new, but I think people sort of expect to have a console then as well like to download them onto yeah. whereas you don't even have that really you, it's like you're paying for a subscription service to have access to certain features but you still have to purchase the games like normal and like you say that's not yeah. quite what maybe people were hoping for or people are expecting like you say like and if and if i'm honest i think that i imagine google would be stupid if that wasn't where they want to go mm. but i imagine that the problem so far has been convincing game developers to mm, yes, to commit to that kind of offering and and I'll, i can talk a little bit more about that from a technical point of view as well um as we as we go along but i think that basically at the moment you get like two free games a month um and you can buy other games and if you have the subscription you get those two free games uh which you lose access to if you stop paying for the subscription or forever uh, which is an interesting point yes so if i get like two free games like i get like tomb raider and assassin's creed or whatever and then I stop paying for the service. And then like two months later, I repay for the service. I, still, I don't have access to those games anymore. No, you will have access to those games again. So oh, yes, right, okay. yes, yes, you will. You will. But you just can't play them while you don't have a subscription. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's that's okay. very similar to like PlayStation Plus, for example, then yeah. Exactly. Um, games that you've bought with a discount, 
you do get to keep those. So the discount is like, you know, even though you've got a sometimes a hefty discount um with the with the subscription on a on a triple a game you you get to keep access to that because you've bought it the other main thing that the subscription gives you is it gives you 4k hdr 60 fps like the top quality essentially um and yeah so so it's not that quite that netflix for for games that we want but it is on its way there and i imagine that that is where they want to go now let's talk a little bit about the technical side of things because i think this is one of the exciting things about this is the fact that you're not limited to the hardware that you're gonna have to charge people to use because like the problem with things Mm -hmm. like xbox and playstation is because they're they're expensive and limited because you got to keep them within economical pricing options for people whilst also making them powerful enough to be worthwhile having a local computer doing the work whereas this removes that problem like all the hard work is done by servers that they control very carefully and will obviously be a lot cheaper to run in the grand scheme of things in terms of charging people for things but then of course there is also the technical issue of the internet access that requires it Mm. and the maintenance of it etc and i imagine also you you touched on it very briefly that i imagine developing for the system is probably a bit different for game developers right Mm. yeah so there's some so there's a few kind of interesting technical aspects first of all Let's forget all the like non-pro stuff. Let's just talk about the the top end um, performance that you, in theory, can get out of Stadia. Um, the highest quality that you can get is 4K, HDR, 60 FPS, and surround sound. Mm-hmm. Now, do not underestimate the intense power required for that full set yeah. of features. Right, 4K alone is hugely taxing you know even the ps4 pro and the, and the xbox one x they do 4k right but getting 60 fps 4k yeah. off like a triple a title you you will be lucky on those like the top end consoles pc as well you know expect to spend a lot of money to get that hdr as well yeah. like hdr is not an insignificant amount of additional information right it's another two bits on all the colors um which is quite significant especially on 4k and 60 fps like that's huge right that's a huge amount of of visual information um to be streamed to you and in a way that they've at the other end google have got to be encoding that into video fast enough to get it to you and then your chromecast ultra which is the only way right now to do the 4k hdr stuff you know decoding that and displaying it to you quickly that whole process is really quite it's a technical feat and to put that in perspective as well if you wanted to get a you can forget a games console being able to do that if you wanted a pc that would do that you're looking at like what two grand yeah at least at least a grand maybe grand and a half um you know just call to get something like that and then not including everything else on top of that and i know that there's been a lot of and we'll talk about this when we talk about game developers as well but like there are there aren't a lot of games on Stadia that are doing 4K HDR 60 FPS, yeah. right? For a myriad of different reasons. Okay, Destiny 2, for example, does 4K HDR 60 FPS, but actually it's doing 1080p and upscaling it, mm-hmm. and then sending you that. So it's not really 4K. Uh, there's another one as well, Tomb Raider, um, the Rise of the Tomb Raider. You choose between 4K HDR 30 FPS or 1080p HDR 60 FPS. Right. And so at the moment, there's not like a consistent offering. Yeah. And actually, it's quite difficult to tell what games are available at what quality. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. I found that a little bit of a shame. But 
from a technical point of view, the ecosystem can do it. And I have played Destiny 4K HDR 60 FPS uh, on my TV, and it looks great. It doesn't look as good as as 4K on your own console, like in your room, because mm-hmm. obviously it's been compressed um, by video, but it looks really, really good. Yeah. Like, it looks stunning, especially 60 FPS. So think that it's not, like, on something in your house. Yeah, it's being sent over the internet, yeah. Like, that is... It looks stunning. Honestly, it looks so, so good. I'm, I'm exceedingly impressed by the, by the performance at that full end, mm. you know, high-end end of the spectrum. The reason I think why Google is being let down a little bit by uh, devs, I think, and the reason is, is at the end of the day, this is actually gaming on Linux. And if you've ever, if you've been a gamer for for a few years, you will know that being able to play games on Linux, which if you're not familiar, is like the alternative operating system for PCs uh, instead of Windows it has never been easy, no. right? Like gaming on Linux is a, is a hard thing. It got a little bit of a boost a few years ago when Valve started to release their Steam PCs and those were Linux-based. But like, apart from that, it's not a thing, yeah. right? Like it's gaming a, on it's Linux a real is really, faff really to make difficult. work at all. Yeah. And so that's what you're playing on. Mm. You're actually playing games on Linux. And I've experienced bugs and glitches that are nothing to do with Stadia yeah, and are everything to do with the fact that these are games that have been ported to Linux to be played on Stadia. And they're also irrelevant of the, you know, the, the way in which it's running in terms of the streaming and the video. Like we're not yeah. talking about that. We're talking about the actual game itself being buggy yeah. in some instance. Like I, I tried uh, Final Fantasy 15 and the first time I loaded up Final Fantasy 15, every time I moved the controller or pressed a button, the whole game like lagged briefly. Right. And I was like, wait, is this Stadia? And I rebooted the game, which is weird. Like, it's like you're rebooting a streaming game um, (laughs) by, like, quitting Stadia and relaunching. And then that actually reboots the game. Because if you just, like, quit, if you, like, force quit, then when you go back into Stadia, it keeps... The game has been running. It stays running for, like, five minutes. Mm -hmm. So you can jump... You can swap between screens um, without uh, any, like... Without having to reload the game. Mm -hmm. Um, so, So I rebooted it and away and everything was fine. (laughs) <laughs> um, so weird it's like that's like a bug on the pc that yeah. i'm running on in a data center somewhere and then i actually got a refund for final fantasy 15 oh, because nice. i heard reports that there's a save bug and after about 20 hours you can no longer save the game oh dear and square enix have not got a timeline for fixing it and this is a again it's like this is a bug of like it being on linux and it being in stadia it like runs out of space and i think it's like Google has probably imposed some kind of space limit on the games because obviously you're saving uh, your game and you're saving it like into a cloud storage. Like you're not saving it onto a PC or onto a console. It's like saving in some kind of weird little container that then every time you boot up a game on Stadia, you're probably, it's probably a different server in a data center every time. So they've got to like synchronize your save between different servers. So they'll be sat on another computer somewhere sitting there waiting to be accessed by your account. Yeah. And the clue is that Square Enix say don't take too many photos because in Final Fantasy 15 there's like a photo taking mechanic (laughs) and it's like if you save too many of those you basically fill up the space that is available. (laughs) That's hilarious. So stuff like that you're like oh man that's like not Stadia as a concept's fault like that's everything to do with just bugs in the kind of like Mm. the platform and this is what i mean when i say stadia is like a new platform like you've got pc you've got you know uh playstation xbox stadia and it's like games have to be ported to it and and 
There's all the bugs as well around, like it's like a custom type of GPU. So it's not just a Linux machine. You've also got to make sure it works with this particular yeah. GPU and all of that kind of stuff. So it's not the logistical part of Stadia that's not working very well. Like it's the the core infrastructure that's not working so much. Yeah, if if I'm like I think that's been Stadia's biggest weakness so far is that devs and and games just aren't ready to be played on it. Mm. Let's talk about the the streaming aspect of it and whether that's been good or bad as well. Um, so we know we've games aside, how does it actually work as a thing? I want to ignore the fact that this is like essentially an early access beta platform. So a lot of features are missing. Yeah. Like there's no like, like hopping into a game based on where it is in you on a YouTube video. Yes, there's yeah. no, like all of those kind of like cool features. Um, we'll talk about that maybe at the end. Like what do I think the future of, of Stadia is? Let's talk about just like the platform and, and the sort of streaming and how that works. So I've, I've done it. I've tried it in, in about three environments. One is with the Chromecast Ultra attached to the TV, wired up to the network over Ethernet using the controller um, in my house. Now, I have really, really good internet. I have 300 megabit down and 30 megabit up. So more than good enough. It's like there is no room to spare right? <laughs> on, an, on an epic level. Um, I've also tried it in Chrome on Wi-Fi on my MacBook mm-hmm. using the controller plugged in over USB. Um, so similar thing, but Wi-Fi rather than Ethernet. And then I've also tried it at the LAN. So Gareth um, also has one and we both played Stadia at the LAN. Now that is a loads of internet, like like he's got, I think maybe 400 megabit, but also nine other or like eight other people also sending traffic uh, to and from doing stuff on the internet. Right. So those are the three environments. I also know a lot about networking. Okay, like I have like bespoke networking set up here. I've got traffic shaping. You know, I'm very, very in control of Mm -hmm. of my network. Um, That's why everything was Ethernet and all wired up. My Wi-Fi, I've got like decent like prosumer Wi-Fi access points. Like everything is 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 really like as perfect as it could be, and I'm and I'm very knowledgeable and and like I've tuned everything. So I had a really really great experience, and I've always had a great experience playing Stadia at home. 4K looks great. Even on Wi-Fi, it's really good. The only glitch I had was, I think, due to the way that MacBooks temporarily disconnect from Wi-Fi to scan to work out their location. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> and that actually drops Stadia. Like, things like that, it's like, that is not Google's fault, right? Like, that no, is that is you can't, everything yeah, around it. That's not the same, yeah. And this is the biggest problem that Google are going to have, is that there's so much outside of their control. I recommend Stadia if you know stuff about networks <laughs> and if you don't, you are going to have, or if you share your internet with a family, mm. like you are doomed. Like as soon as someone like starts streaming something, this is so dependent on the n- connection being really, really it's pure really stable, and smooth yeah. and stable that, you know, if someone else is doing something, if someone kicks off a BitTorrent download, you know, this is going to go, it's just going to disappear. Um, and you can't buffer a game. The game carries on playing yeah, in the data that's a good center. Point. It's not like a, t- like a video that can just buffer up a few seconds to counteract those problems because no. everything you do is dependent on what you do. So so the lag is really frustrating yeah. because the game actually carries on playing and you're just like getting shot at or, you know, something bad is happening. And that's that's very, the lag is much more frustrating than just watching a, like a film on e- Even if like it's only like a, a seconds lag or something, like even less than that but it still adds up and becomes very frustrating and makes it difficult to play certain games, probably any games really. And I know I don't want to rag on it too much because I do really like the concept of it. And and I know obviously it's worked well for you, but 
if it doesn't work in an environment where like for example like a family home of like four people like you know yeah. mum dad two kids or whatever and one of the kids is is playing the games and another and the dad starts watching youtube or whatever like that's the environment this is going to sell into because it's yeah. the whole idea of like eventually you're going to get this is going to become the netflix of gaming or even if it isn't even mm-hmm. if this is just a you can have this on multiple devices across like your yeah. your house that's where it's supposed to work and these people are not going to be like you know network experts like you they're just going to have a regular like bt wi-fi setup or whatever Mm. and they're going to connect to it like they connect to all their other devices and it is not going to work that well yeah exactly like it's kind of like if you like this is a terrible recommendation right but but if you are the type of person that might try and do gaming on linux then stadia is for you (laughs) (laughs) like not even joking like it's like right now you need that kind of understanding and experience you know you need to be like a a a pc gamer like a a long-standing pc gamer that understands how stuff works this is not for console gamers right now this is not for the casual market which is ironic because the marketing and the concept around it feels to me like the most casual of gaming markets yes yeah and it's it's weird it it definitely doesn't know who it wants to be for and i don't you know i know who it is for right now and i don't think that's what google wanted to be because there's not money there because you already have a high-end gaming pc you already have all the games consoles do you need another one to play the same games you could play on all those probably not i mean i know you've got it primarily as like a curiosity and, and want to try it out but would you actively yeah. choose this to be your primary gaming method outside yeah. of say the switch which is not quite the same like it's maybe? kind of it's, it's actually for me it's it's quite close to the switch in the sense that i can like chop between screens mm. which is kind of cool like i can't play it on my phone right now because you have to have a pixel 3 which again is like a weird limitation like not on specifically any old Android. A three. it's like 3 or 3xl i think it not is. even the phone no, not the four. What? I think maybe now it works on the four, That's but so at weird. launch it was like it has to be on the Pixel Three. <laughs> so if you decided to go all in on like the nice new smartphone of the Pixel Four, yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna play my Stadia on the phone. I'm like, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, I swear, like they'd only tested it on the three. I'm just looking to see. That's so funny. Oh, okay, no, actually, I think it does support the four. Okay, be that's better because I would have been. I would have been so funny. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, we did try it in a more stressed out environment, which was at the LAN, right? But even then, Gareth, like, had prepped the network. He had, like, isolated some bandwidth just for Stadia. You know, it was like we had hours of prep of, like, getting the config right. We actually still had issues, like, you know, issues with performance. That actually, we reckon in the end, was down to a piece that was outside of his control, which was his virgin his virgin modem, mm. which he didn't doesn't have any control over. And he gave that a reboot after the LAN and a lot of the problems we experienced went away. Um, so we had a pretty reasonable experience. The, the quality would dip in and out quite a lot of like, it would be like, you know, nice, beautiful 1080p high quality. And then it's like watching watching YouTube on your phone when you don't haven't got yeah, good Wi-Fi. Signal, yeah, and it drops you to know, like you know, drop up 240p or something, yeah. Yeah, but still, you know, still pretty good, you know, reasonably playable. I know that like input lag is probably the biggest thing, which we haven't even talked about yet in terms of like moving your keyboard or mouse and, and or controller and then it taking a while to respond. I knew what to expect here because I've done some cloud gaming yes, myself yeah, with like my own Amazon. setup. And it was exactly what I expected. Mm. They have not, Google have not done any magic to make this, to make that input lag go away. Even the claim they were going to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the best that it can be. Yeah. But it's not magic, right? There's, there's, you can't get around it. I can't really use a mouse and keyboard for Stadia. Uh, I know Gareth does. 
um, but I can't stand it. It's too laggy for yeah, me. Well, it's like you're playing... so used to play having literal instant response yeah. with a mouse specifically. It, like... It's like um, you know when you ha- play a game and you switch VSync on, and VSync makes the game a little bit laggy. Yeah, it's like that plus a little bit more on Yeesh. top. And for mouse and keyboard, that's really bad. Controller, no problem. Like, honestly, like... You don't really notice it as much in controller because it's a little bit less precise. Exactly. And so actually, I've... Even when playing on a PC or on my MacBook, I've plugged in a controller. Well, I've plugged in the Stadia controller Mm -hmm. because actually it does work as an ordinary uh, standalone controller. So, yeah, I think basically right now... (laughs) So given the current limitations, right, let's put it in the environment, which I would assume is is basically where most people are going to want to use it, right? You sat in a coffee shop, you sat at the airport, you sat at work on the works Wi-Fi during your break. Yeah. How's that going to work if you're sat on your phone or your Chromebook? It's 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 not. It's not it's, you're, you're very unlikely to have a pleasant experience. Like, like even playing like a lower have, end experience, like, you know, you turn down 30 FPS or whatever. I, the thing is, is the it's the latency. Right. Like that's the problem. Like the network latency that you are out of, if, if, it's, if it's not a network in your control, I think you're going to really struggle. You know, I actually can't play it on my work wi-fi because weirdly it thinks that i'm in a different country right. um, and so it doesn't even let me open a game which is kind of odd so so it's not even the, can you not only buy it in certain countries but if you have an ip originating from a country outside of certain mm. pre-assigned ones it won't let you even play yeah wow yeah it's what i'm interested in right now stadia is not finished okay i think that a lot of the negativity has been too much I, I don't think it deserves the negativity mm. that it's had. I think that actually it is a, it shows fantastic promise. I think that when it works, it is really good and mm. it is like magic in how in how good it is. And it's really, really impressive. It's an impressive feat. Uh, it's a good service. Like the load times are really short. Like buying a game is really easy. When it's working, it is really good. And the promise of it is fantastic. It is, this, for me, I can see it as like, cool i can play assassin's creed odyssey as if i'm on a switch right like i like because i can move around i can play a bit on the tv i can play a bit on my phone i can play a bit on my macbook yeah you're not that's limited. really for me that's really cool yeah okay i can't always play in like a coffee shop or on the go i don't see it as that i see it as like a home any screen option mm. which is for me is is quite compelling and i think it's where it goes that will be interesting you know i do want to see more I think without more free games on the subscription, I think that it won't succeed. I think without some of the extra features that they eventually want to offer in terms of, you know, YouTube integration and sort of like more effortless kind of lower barrier stuff. Yeah, for sure. I want to see them upgrade the hardware over time. We talked about that before, right, on the show, which is that this essentially transcends console generations. Yeah, it does, yeah. It doesn't Um, matter because you just add more to your data centers. They already have very, it's very beefy hardware, to be clear. Like, you're playing on, like, a very expensive PC um, to, to for Stadia. That's why, like, it is buttery smooth, 60 FPS, 4K. It doesn't drop. Like, I tried Destiny 2 on my PC, and I got, like, the classic, like, loading lag, you know, as you're, like, walking around, yeah. and every now and then it's like, eh, it, like, judders a little bit until it gets going. You have none of that on Stadia. Yeah, like, it is like, the, the equipment is great. It's just the infrastructure isn't quite there yet, maybe. Yeah. The logistics of it. Um, 
But yeah, so I want to see them like keep upgrading the hardware so the games like look better and get better. We need devs to like properly mm. test and support Stadia. We need real 4K HDR 60 FPS, you know, and we need a higher rate of them on Stadia to really show off its offering and what it can do. Because that is honestly like that is out of the reach of most people. Yeah. Like that kind of quality is like a really expensive PC that you look after or top of the range consoles and even then not quite. Well, that's for me, know. that's the main selling point because the thing is, if you want the seamless sort of integration amongst different devices in your house, like on TVs and uh, and laptops and whatever else, there are other ways you can do it. Things like a Steam Link as an example. Like yeah. if, you, if you want to play kind of nice, kind of good high-end games, then that would probably be a different option. But it would also be very very expensive to do that with a high high-end gaming yeah. pc whereas this would be a lot more affordable but other than that one case it's just not quite there yet yeah yeah like the potential for being able to pay like eight quid a month and then just buy games at a discount and you're essentially playing them on a two grand gaming pc yeah, wherever you anywhere. want yeah that's the dream it's, that's kind of cool it's very <laughs> um, cool and the tech is awesome but it's just not there for the market that I think is it primarily isn't. what they want to get. Like, this is not going to be aimed at high-end enthusiasts like you exactly. or I, because generally speaking, those people are already set up with high-end gaming PCs. Uh, so people who are a little bit more casual that want high-end gaming, they need to have an easier experience, like you say. They need to work more seamlessly. The pricing model needs to be more straightforward. You know, and very much so. They just need to solve the the, the other pre-existing problems of development. So, and they need to remove the limitations, like being limited to not any phone, for yeah. example, is is a pain. You know, having being to have the controllers to, and having to have the subscription yeah. and everything. You know, all of that stuff needs to go away. And it, and in theory, it, it will because it just um, makes things more complicated as well. And for the most part, if you're a more casual uh, person that wants to just enjoy playing video games. Mm. You need to make it as simple as possible. Otherwise, people go, I don't give enough. I don't care enough to go through the effort to try and make this work or understand it. I'm just going to play my mm. PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, I'm hoping that Google keep supporting Stadia. Yes. My my biggest concern, because I'm really interested in seeing how it matures and how it develops. But Google have got a massive uphill battle to get to somewhere where it is truly a compelling offering and right now it is it is not much more than a curiosity yes and you can't have a game a platform and it is a platform it's not just a service yes you know this is xbox playstation stadia to have a platform that is a curiosity we know how those go yeah. it's like neo geo pocket yeah. and <laughs> and like um the ouya and all yeah. of that kind of stuff the like nvidia shield yeah, like it's they they die yeah. because not enough people take interest in them. Not enough people buy them. The game developers yeah. don't support them, and then it goes back to having the two party race. Yeah, and right now Google have got to get through that. Yeah. And I and like we said in previous episodes, know. if there's any company that can, it probably is Google because they have so much money yeah. they can throw at it if they want to throw at it. But to to be honest, more so, I think it's Microsoft or Sony. I think actually, like x cloud or playstation now whatever like they're the ones that are going to win in this race yeah. if i'm truly honest i think that they're already more compelling xbox is already basically there with game pass like that's i think yeah. what more people want rather than this type of this type of useful interesting way of playing games is probably going to get trumped by you can pay 10 pounds a month and play whatever you want 
Yeah. People don't and even and mind it's, a And it's Xbox. <laughs> it's Xbox. Everyone already has an Xbox. The brand is already very well established. Exactly. You know, people aren't that fussed about spending an hour or something downloading a game as long as they do it ahead of time. So exactly. the streaming side of thing needs to be so much easier, cheaper, more straightforward to be able to combat that already quite high competition. Exactly. And I think that unless Google really commit, I think it's going to be Microsoft or Sony that are the ones that actually achieve that in the end. But yeah, I, that, you know, that's quite a negative end. I've actually really enjoyed it. I'm yes. going to carry on playing Destiny 2 um, on Stadia because it's really cool. And it's like the full, it would be expensive for me to buy on PC because it's the full, all expansions. Yes, because obviously version. the base game is free, but then all the expansions are not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so, I'm interested to know what the rest of your experience is like as and when they update things and they release mm, new features or they unlock yep. certain things, etc. So we almost yep. certainly will touch back on this on a soundbite in future when you've had mm. different experiences with the game mm. and the console slash service yeah. itself you know definitely this is actually um as a as an anecdote uh, i posted a couple of instagram stories of me playing stadia and i've never had so many people reply to me right. asking asking like how is it what's it like like i had like four in a row like immediately people asking me oh hey how is it like what's it you know people are interested yes. for sure um so yeah we'll definitely cover it yeah. a little bit more in future but yeah, maybe maybe you've got a Stadia and, you you know, you sort of you don't have the same views as us or maybe you're there's something we've missed um, that you'd like to know a little bit more about. There, there is plenty to talk about here. And if so, then let us know. You can send us an email show at octal.fm or Twitter at octal.fm on Twitter or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash octal.fm. Mm, all very and, nice uh, ways yeah. of doing it. So you should definitely get in touch and let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and in the meantime... I've been Gelada. And I've been Sefran. And a new episode of Oxal FM will be streaming its way to your phone very soon. But you must have an Android phone. Yes, it must, must be, be one, one particular Android phone. <laughs>